trenches, relax. I'm from the trenches, relax. Here's one thing I don't understand. I can walk to Bank of America right now, and if I have a good plan and some cash flow, they'll let me borrow money to buy some real estate. One thing they won't let me do is borrow money to buy their stock. So because I can't borrow money from that, their, that same yeah. business to buy their own stock, it scares the shit out of me, right? Like, they don't believe in their own stock? Welcome to End of Trenches Podcast. This is your boy K.A. and Eddie J. Um, would you mind doing us a quick favor and leaving us a five-star rating and a review on our show if you're listening on Apple uh, Podcasts. For our Spotify listeners, please go ahead and fill out the quick Q&A uh, for this episode. So today's um, mission is Sailor Financial Group, and our two challenges are Who is at Catch a Glimpse 91 and Blueprint for the Future. Um, so basically, we have in studio um, one of my uh, childhood friends, Ernest Saylor, uh, who is better known as at Catch a Glimpse 91 on Instagram. So basically, man, where you from? So I'm, I'm from the great town of Aiken, South Carolina, man, home of the horse country. Hey. You know what I mean? Hey. So what was it like growing up there? Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm a little biased. I turned out all right. So I love Aiken. Nope. I think it's a great community. Um, do I want to live there as an adult? Probably not. <laughs> but once you have a little money and you retire... I think uh, settling down there is not bad. Yeah. Honestly, the cost of living is good, but Aiken's cool. Um, you know, pretty diverse from like a when we were there. I don't know about in in general, but and you're um, here in Charlotte now, right? Yeah, I live here in Charlotte. Been here since I guess 2015, Damn, give or take. It's been a long time. It's been a man. while, man. You so, play any sports and stuff like that in high school? Yeah, so uh, I lettered in three sports: mm -hmm. uh, soccer, football, and track. Um, did football for one year. Did soccer for one year, my senior year, and then did track for like two or three years. But, okay, okay. You married? You single? Uh, married. I've uh, been married for a little over a year, but we just had our ceremony back in October. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, wife's Demonica. Got any siblings? Nah, I'm an only child. So uh, yeah, that's okay. uh, that's it. I mean, I have a huge family though. Yeah, your family's so. pretty big. Um, what was college dog life? Were you in a fraternity or anything? You have any jobs while you was like? Uh, at, well, I know where you went because we went to the same college, but <laughs> yeah. So that's uh yeah. I'm a I'm an Omega Sci-Fi man. Uh, pretty much that's that college life for me was pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, freshman year was a uh, wild, but we had this guy named Ka oh. who uh, <laughs> didn't drink. He didn't drink, so we, yeah, we, we had a nice. You didn't DD. drink in college. I didn't drink freshman in college. Year. I was actually, twenty one. Why? Yeah. Um. I was well. Number one, I was younger than everybody. I didn't turn eighteen until like sophomore. No, that's true. Until like freshman February, year, yeah. second semester, I was like a lot younger than everybody. I just didn't want to. It was fun watching everybody drink, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had we some wild times freshman year. We seen somebody get hit by a car. I remember you telling me about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it's crazy. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we was coming back from. I think it was a house party in the Wilderness or something, and um, we were just going to Sonic because that was the usual like after uh, party spot. And so we just driving, so we just got in the meeting, and then this like big ass black SUV just smacked this dude, and he flies. You know how like in the nineties they had those cartoons, what when we were, like the live action shows where they would like drop people from the ceiling, but it was like Play Doh people. That's how it looked when he hit the Lord. ground. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah. what do you do now, uh, Ernest? Uh, so now, currently, uh, I have two jobs. One, my main job is uh, I'm a associate project manager for Spectrum Enterprise okay. here in Charlotte. Uh, I've been with Spectrum for about three years. It'll be four here in April. 
Um, and then my secondary job is uh, I'm a part-time ramp agent for American Airlines. Okay. What did you study um, in school? Because, like, what's your background as far as, like, education-wise? Yeah, so education-wise, uh, I got my bachelor's of science from the University of South Carolina. Go Gamecocks. Uh, yes, yes. And finance, uh, I was a dual major with finance and insurance and risk management. Okay. Uh, my minor was in IT. Um so, yeah, pretty much that's it. I mean, when I came into college, though, I majored in marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then sophomore year, I switched to accounting. Mm -hmm. But then I got hit with that managerial accounting. And oh. that, uh, <laughs> what's the other one? It's one more. But I was like, ah, I don't really want to do accounting. So oh, I was okay. like, let me, let me go back to finance or mm -hmm. let me go to finance. So You have any other experience like in the financial world? Because I know um, – you were selling like uh, insurance at one point too, right? Yeah. So, so wait, wait. I got a question. What's the main difference between accounting and financing? So, accounting is more so you're looking at past, like you're you're taking notes and figure out taxation from the previous year, making sure the books are okay. Finance is more so about future. making money in the future and learning about how to make money, different avenues, you know, and all that fun stuff. So it's a little bit different. Okay. To me, accounting's boring. A lot of technicalities. The tax laws change every year, but set in stone, right? You, well, no, no, you've, no. Already, you've already done what you can do, and now you have to find a way to kind of work through the tax code, I guess. Because like, don't they have like forensic accountants and different stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. It, it's ne it's never really been a passion for me, more so. But people like it. It seems like coding, but with like money. Listen, yeah. I'm looking like for a look full time accountant. If y'all want to apply, y'all subscribe to the channel. I think I'm gonna get a CPA a, next year. Leave a resume. I hear it's more <laughs> of a headache than anything, especially like during that tax time, because everyone's stuff is due at the same time, so you yeah. have to prioritize. And, you know, hopefully that stuff's okay so you can breeze through it. But we know more than likely everyone's is not. So, yep. yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah. So part of the reason, though, that I wanted to major in finance was because I wanted to figure out how that money sort of worked mm -hmm. coming into school. So the yeah, we're going to tap school. into that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Half. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get oh, but, it. No, no, because I just wanted to keep introducing you. But um, so what do you do like away from work? Uh, So uh, like Eddie and I were talking offline. I like to hike. I like to work out. Mm -hmm. I work out about two or three times a week. Um, I'm a gun enthusiast, so uh, yeah. I just I'm bought into... my first pistola. Yeah, we gotta go shoot. We do gotta go shoot. Yeah, we gotta go shoot. Yeah, I'm really big into into that. I had a pretty traumatic experience back in Colombia, but anyway, that's why yeah, I'm, I'm a gun enthusiast. That. Um, let's see what else outside of that. Oh, I'm a foodie too. Definitely a foodie. I when, love food. When y'all when y'all gonna start that foodie page? Hopefully, I'll be seeing y'all posting. Hopefully ASAP. Uh, trying to work on a name. Monty's mm -hmm. more into like the angles of the pictures. And <laughs> how like, it looks. It, it sounds yeah. like, hey, every, when we go out to eat, I can't touch the food until he takes a picture of it. Yeah. This shit's annoying. Listen, look yeah. at this though. I'm, I'm ready to eat. Like, Cause no. I, I put it on my Yelp. So look, look at this. This is the crazy thing because you get way more engagement on Yelp than you do on Instagram. So in the last um, 90 days, I've had 532 views at my reviews that I've left on restaurants. Okay. But in the last 90 days, I've had th 21,722 views on the pictures of food that I posted, hmm. which is way higher than any reach on any of my social media. So one thing I started doing was uh, putting my Instagram name and then putting what the item was in the description. And just another way to market. And then I put like the um the watermark is the Interventious Podcast logo on oh, the pictures good. too. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, Yelp Yelp is the way to go, man. Like it's because they have like the whole Yelp Elite Elite thing, and they have different private events. But yeah, let me know when y'all get the page up and running, man. Yeah, we'll have to have y'all yeah, back on for that. I, I'm just I'm really big in the food, man. Good food is 
That's like the weight of my heart, man. It's uh, food's everything, man. It's everything, dude. You, you want to know one challenge I've been trying to take upon is like finding a like a good list of restaurants or whatever in Charlotte that's like geared towards just vegan people, or like it's a list tough, that has bro. like all the top it's salads. Because most people just like post meat stuff and and stuff like that. So I'm just like, I don't know if you guys follow. Uh, Romeo's vegan. They open a brick and mortar. Oh, yeah, they open it up yeah. on South so Boulevard. Here, I'm glad you brought them up because so it's South Boulevard. I didn't know where it was. It's on yeah. South Boulevard. Great. It looks like it was it like a Wendy's or a Burger King. It was one of those it, fast probably. food joints. To me, it looked like a Taco Bell, oh, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't it was know. a fast food joint. Yes, for sure. Listen, I'm glad you brought them up because Romeo's has a competitor, or they did have a competitor. Yeah, Mike's Vegan. Yeah, they were pretty good too. I thought Mike's Vegan was better than Romeo's. Yeah, I've had them both. Yeah. The thing is, Mike's Vegan is no longer doing business in Charlotte. And in their Twitter feed. Twitter. Whatever, he doesn't have social media. I don't oh, have a social. I don't have good. an Instagram. That's good. that's good, Eddie. Keep it have, that way. I don't have time to play with that. Shit. I'm making these bags. <laughs> I, I'm making bags. I don't have I like time to oh, play. Yeah, you just got divorced too, right? Yeah, I just got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> I got divorced what? in a business relationship, not in a marital relationship. Oh. In, in uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, Anyways, Mike's Vegan, if you read their Twitter mm-hmm. feed, it, th- there's a conversation saying that they're no longer going to service the Charlotte area, which mm-hmm. is crazy to me because I believe Charlotte's what made Mike's Vegan. Yeah. So now they're only ser- serving re- really east of uh, Charlotte. So Greensboro, Burlington, Durham, Raleigh, Wilmington. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but I think what happened maybe was that Romeo's and Mike's Vegan, this is my my theory. I'm mm-hmm. not sponsored or anything, but I they think- They brokered a deal or I something? I think they brokered a deal. They mm-hmm. say, hey, you're going to open a brick and mortar. You run the Charlotte area. I'm going to be on this east side of North Carolina. Yeah. I'll run this area. Leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. We're good. I think that's what happened. Hmm. But why? The Romeo's the world, is great. Why in the world, if you're an establishment, would you not want to have Charlotte in your market? So that's Carolina? what I'm thinking, right? So I, I call shit on Mike Vegan, <laughs> yeah. and I hope he's listening because he says the the Twitter feed says, according to the Twitter feed, that someone on his channel said we're no longer serving the Charlotte area because it's too hard for Mike. Him, Mike's the founder yeah. for Mike to travel. He's based out of Greensboro from Greensboro to Charlotte, but you can travel to Raleigh. It's the same distance, yeah. just about. Yeah. So yeah. it's that's like tough. that's, that's b- you can't tell me that you 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 can't travel to Charlotte, but yeah. you can travel to Raleigh. <laughs> no, it doesn't work yeah. that way. Like it's the same distance. To yeah. his to his credit though, or his point, I don't know if this is true, but what these uh, critics are saying is that Raleigh has more upside than Charlotte. Which is why Apple went to Raleigh instead of coming to Charlotte. Not that I think those are tax incentives. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, those oh, are those tax incentives. incentives. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Those are tax incentives. Charlotte is a bigger city it is. than Raleigh. And it depends on what you're trying to do, maybe. Yeah. But I think it came down to tax incentives uh, at that point. Yeah. That's smart. I mean, hey, I, I kind of like that. The taxes, uh, they'll eat you alive. Yeah. They will. Oh, yeah. Well, one last thing to wrap out uh, the first challenge is how was COVID for you, man? Whoa, so COVID was tough, man. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, you know, for us planning our wedding during yeah. COVID, that was that was uh that was, oh, it was an beautiful ordeal, by the way. Dude. Yeah, appreciate that. And man. that's my bad on being appreciate late, dude. I I was I was legit <laughs> like I got home. I, I can't remember where I came from, but I got home and then I looked down. I was like, oh, I got an hour. And then I look and I'm in the shower and I was like, oh. Have you seen the video? <laughs> Did I send you the video? On so it? you didn't make it to his wedding. I made it, but I you were late I got there late. I got yeah. there like 30, 45 minutes late. Did you see the late. video of it? No, I'll send it to you. Oh, okay, but yeah, I was I was bricks. I was like shaking. I was like, damn. like how the fuck did I fuck this up? But it was so how funny. How did you f- 
I have no idea, but like now I have like you had um, one job. It's all I know, good, man. I know, but it was beautiful. Um, I wasn't the only person who was late though. Like, yeah, a lot of people as, were late. As soon as I got there, I saw somebody else who we went to high school with. We, we all walked in together. <laughs> it's crazy because uh, it, it like it two, started two late. black people being late doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> it was actually four of us. It was four of us. Four <laughs> black people late doesn't make up for one being late. You're still late. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Covid. Covid was tough overall though, man. Uh, we were just thankful and lucky that we could actually still get married mm-hmm. but find a date in the future that worked yeah now some guys and i won't say their name on the podcast but one couple that i know personally mm-hmm. uh covid impacted them like the week of their wedding like Dang. the week of the shutdown like yeah. that was the week that they got married or supposed to get married so yeah. they lost like all their money so i was thankful that didn't happen to us yeah. you know um but outside of that man working from home was cool Mm -hmm. Uh, my wife's actually still working from home so it gave me a a, a, you know a way to sort of keep moving yeah Uh, i used to work out pretty much every day during that time we had the greenway right near our house yeah Uh, so covid to me was pretty good man i i liked it it gave me a chance to invest more right Mm -hmm. we get the little stimmy yeah that was cool um i'm glad i didn't phase out that yet but uh (laughs) but yeah so I, i enjoyed covid i got the shot uh didn't really did that for for the you know travel reasons but yeah. i was on the fence for for a while i was an anti-vaxxer yeah i could say that but yeah. then i was like ah whatever i don't i don't look at the food i eat so someone inside the studio is looking at me like i'm crazy because i haven't been vaccinated it's okay man no, you got not, half of it you got half of it i got half of you one you got half yeah. of one <laughs> but it's not that I, I believe in the i believe in the vaccine i believe in covid i believe in everything I just don't believe there's enough data to support the long-term effects, if any, of the vaccinations. That's a so fair. because of those reasons, I'm out. That's a fair. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. I listen. I only did it for the travel. I didn't. I thought if yeah. I had the vaccine, I didn't have to get my nose picked. So I was like, cool. And but I, I still had to get my nose picked. So it's like technically, yeah. I got it for no reason. Yeah. Uh, and but only, and I only got half because I was gonna go pick up my dad, who's 75 years old and and lives in another country. Yeah. So I said, let me do everything I can to make sure that I protect him and myself. Yeah. While I travel and bring him home because he was really sick, just to find out that someone else picked him up and brought him to the states. Yeah. So I didn't have to finish the <laughs> vaccine process. Yeah. And but. I'm not around anybody who's high risk. I live alone. I am alone, so it, it's okay. Yeah. Um. I respect the vet. We got who, close to getting it though. Yes, we I got did, very close. I got very close, but yeah. Um. You know, I'm I'm pro-choice. Damn <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Your I body mean, is your body. My body is my body. Yeah. And and I, and I respect either either way. I, I respect either way. You know, I I do listen. I'd like to hear why, but I don't judge you. It, it's your body, right? Yeah. So for me, I don't really care enough. Pro-choice. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't read every label on things I eat. And I'm you trying. Know, I'm trying so. to start. Trying to start what? Reading everything and eating like cleaner. I had uh, uh, Beyond Meat Burgers you, every day you, this you, week. You can't, they say those are bad. They are? Yeah, yeah, they are bad. They're, so it's pro- it's chemi- they're processed. Chemically modified. So, yeah, well, it's not, not chemically eating those no more. I mean, <laughs> you need yeah. to stay off that damn lemonade. You love that damn oh, lemonade. Oh, listen. I, so, I went back home uh, Friday and my mom had lemons in her garden. So, I like used I her that. lemons to make lemonade. It's really good. Homemade limeade and lemonade is the best. It's really good. That and I got like the... The uh, sugar that's not uh, heavily processed. It tastes really good. Yeah, brown really sugar, good. cane sugar is good stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Quick uh, intermission. Um, if you like the show and want to hear more behind the scene conversations, follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube and watch our live stream. Uh, we play Call of Duty matches and sometimes Halo. 
All right, so back on to uh, challenge number two, which is Blueprint for the Future. So uh, your tagline is financial literacy leads to generational wealth uh, with the right blueprint. So what is the story behind you starting Sailor Financial Group? Yeah, so funny story. Um, I have another guy, my man, Stefan Askew, mm-hmm. uh, Askew Financial. He's one of my coworkers over at uh, Spectrum Enterprise. Mm-hmm. But uh, he reached out to me. You know, we talk about stocks. We talk about investments, financial literacy at the job. Yeah. Just, you know, instead of shooting the shit, yeah. right, doing all that, we we mix in some some stocks and stuff, too. Yeah. So he was like, hey, you know, I know you went to school for this, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. I want you on a pot. I want you on our, like... IG Live, we're yeah. gonna have a couple guys. It was uh him, myself, and two other guys. Um, so he was saying, Hey, I'm gonna put together this bulletin. Uh, but you know, I, I know you don't have like a page, but mm-hmm. you know, do you want me to like use catch a glimpse? And yeah. I was like, uh, not really, yeah. but you know, okay. So I was in bed one night, uh, money, and then I was uh kind of thinking, like, dang man, I really don't want to put catch a glimpse. Let me kind of put the pen to paper. So yeah. I came up with Sailor Financial. Um, with the logo and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's how the financial blueprint came around. You know, I'm really, I think, uh, just like when you're building a house, you yeah. know, I think it all comes down to the, the blueprints and the, the solid the foundation. foundation. So yeah. a lot of people want success. They want to be wealthy, but the foundation's messed up. Yeah. So I think if, if you can put it on paper, you know, not necessarily saying if you put it on paper, you'll be rich, but having a good solid blueprint and a way to go for what you think might happen uh, it really is helpful and key in, in moving. So that's sort of why I did it that way. Um, but yeah, I think financial literacy is is a, a key driver of, of a key need or component in our community yeah. of, as people of color uh, because we don't talk about it, man. No, what's that guy that... that oh, Earn Your Leisure, yeah. Earn oh, I leisure. love them. Yeah. I the, love the them. other guy, the, the, the Trap Stop. God. Oh trap! Uh, oh trap! God, app, no, app no, God? no, 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 no. Uh, I Chris did. Johnson, Wealth Squad. No, he he does stuff with uh, Earn Your Leisure. It's like trap. Jesus, what is his name? You're the one that said I was old. I just found this I guy. Because I knew it. Something, something trapper. Something trapper. He, he's Wall Street Wall trapper. Street trapper. Wall Street, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Trapper, yeah. Wall Street trapper. Yeah. I love yeah. what he said. He said, um, you know, back in the day, uh, people of color didn't have any access Mm-mm. to um, financial literacy. And yeah, so now man. knowledge is power. Everyone's heard it that. Yep. But once you finally get into it and you really start understanding this, you start learning why so many other groups of people are so far ahead because yeah. they just had access to this uh, or, well, far Information. earlier. Yeah. yeah well, far earlier than, than we have. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely respect that, Ernest. It's just, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure, man. It's uh, it's tough, man, because at first, you know, one of the reasons why I didn't really start a page or anything was because I felt like the value, you know, I didn't want to push it down people's throats. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm just, I don't know, I don't really have a, a, a solid plan, but I mm-hmm. have some things that we'll talk about pro- uh, later uh, that we can uh, get into. Yeah, because, well, in the first half of the episode, you already talked about, like, your work history, about, like, selling insurance, financial representative, uh, and I think you got a couple of different certifications and stuff like that. So, like, it, it kind of seems like, to me, your ultimate goal with um, Sailor Financial Group is just, like, spread uh, financial literacy to your personal community. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, so taking a step back, um, mm-hmm. when we were in high school, man, we were in this group called uh, Gear Up. I don't know if you remember yeah, Gear Yeah, I was up. in Gear Up. You were in I was, Gear yeah, Up, too? Yeah, James. Uh, I mean, James. not James, but um, Alex. Alex James. Alex James. Alex James. Over, from over in Wagner, yeah, right? Michelle. He had kids yeah. uh, from over in Midland Valley. Yeah. So Gear Up was a state-funded program. You can still Google this, guys. I still um, got my T-shirt. 
Oh wow, that's yeah. it's huge though. It's, it's, I used it's to, way too. I, I, honestly, <laughs> I was telling my wife this morning. I used to go because the they free gave biscuits. us yeah, exactly the free McDonald's <laughs> biscuits. No, it was McDonald's. It was McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, McDonald's cheap bastards. They <laughs> couldn't it, give y'all Chick Fil A. They couldn't give us Chick Fil A, man. But I, I used to go for that. But but that program, it was on a college campus. It was on the University USC of South Aiken. Carolina Aiken. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would go there, and it was like it was not like a forceful thing. Like I used to like it because we met other people yeah. from around the city that you normally wouldn't be in contact with. Yeah. But you would do like different activities, like science, math, reading, and then like we. Would going different trips around the country mm-hmm. it was it was pretty neat it was but i say all that to say i eventually want to get like a grant maybe or like some funding from financial literacy with the state of south carolina north carolina to actually implement some of this stuff into the schools okay. um and i think if we do it that way you know it'll it'll really be helpful speaking about schools yeah schools don't teach you how to be financially literate oh no they teach you how to be financially dependent yeah absolutely right absolutely so they want you to be basically an employee yeah they don't want you to be employer right right, and that's the biggest thing if schools instead start off early on as being hey this is how the system would collapse though this is how money works that's right because because you need way more employees than you need employers yeah right and right and that's not only that but it's also it's the only way you keep poor people poor. And sure. leverage you, now. You leverage can't is not. teach them how to make money. You just got to teach them how to live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's our problem, man. That's that's a, that's, that's a part of the problem in this society. But when you live in a democracy like what we have, yeah. hey, everyone everyone can't be a big whale. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but here's the interesting thing about today's time. Everyone now has easy access to this information. That's true. You jump on YouTube, you jump on the internet, you can Google anything. So my nephews who are 14, 15, 16, Mm -hmm. they look up to me because I'm an attorney and it's just like they think I got it all figured out, which I don't. Yeah. But they think because I'm an attorney and and attorneys and doctors are respected in the educational field, they think I got it all figured out. But no, we still But I don't. Yeah. And, And I tell them, I said, listen, don't worry about this education system. Yeah. Learn how money works yeah and yes. how it can work for you yeah. yes and work yes. from there uh and then still look at me fucking crazy they don't know what doing. <laughs> okay yeah. so this this kind of leads into my next uh question so what's been your relationship with money e? it's a loaded question but i'll start out by saying uh i mean my relationship with money is twofold right mm-hmm. on the one hand you know, like everyone else, yeah. I still want to spend. Yeah. Right, we were talking about buying the Yeezys. I get yeah. a lot of them on the drops. <laughs> right. On the other hand, in addition to that side, I still try to like put my money in places where mm-hmm. it's not depreciating. Yeah. You know, so I try to invest. I try to save. I yeah. try to have a blueprint for like what I want the money to do. So I try to do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. And try to learn things like about the crypto, yeah. about it's always about continuous learning, yeah. right? In any avenue, mm-hmm. outside of finances, in finances. And I try to tell, you know, any any young person, man, just whatever you're in, mm-hmm. don't get complacent. Always be willing to learn and be yeah. adaptable. And I think a lot of that ties back to the finances. Mm-hmm. If you've been in a situation where you're 40, 50, 60 years old and you're still broke, yeah. clearly you're not doing something right. You're not yeah. reevaluating what you're doing. You're just on that hamster wheel. Yeah. So just take a step back, figure out, hey, where can I do some research? Yeah. Can I talk to someone? You know, if... And I during COVID, Shoot, man. Follow, uh, follow your Instagram page, hey, basically. Follow, <laughs> hey, follow the Instagram page, man. You know, at Sailor Financial. But how? Because well, one, one thing when I think that question is, or like for me is, like how were you like when you were little, when you 
like had money and stuff like that. Like, yeah. what did you do with your allowance? How did you spend your money? Like, yeah, so I would blow it honestly. <laughs> um, but did you have one of those? Uh, what I had what the savings was it? The account. SRP. It's I like had that. Frugal Freddy. The or little something? no, the Looney Tunes. Account. Yeah, the Looney Tunes. I yeah, had, had a Looney Tunes account. Dude. I, I think my mom still has the checkbook. I'll try to <laughs> try to get that. But uh, it was a black book at the Looney Tunes, yeah. like cover on it and the checks were looney tunes yeah that's we, the, we the deposit slips yeah we don't know better man we don't know better. well i ain't blow better. mine i would like legit stack money dude like I, all the games and stuff i blew mine <laughs> when i would always have i was like oh well i know this come out in a couple months so let me start saving put yeah, it to yeah. the side and then boom when it came out i got it the first day yeah. you can't beat it man you can't beat that yeah. yeah uh i mean my relationship with the money though the reason i even wanted to major in finance and mm-hmm. get into this literacy so I have a huge family. My mm-hmm. mom was one of 10. I had Damn. this uncle, my uncle Brad. I worked for him for a little bit, selling life insurance. But mm-hmm. Uncle Brad would be the uncle. He'd always give you 20. Every Everyone else, they'll give you five here, 20 mm-hmm. on Christmas. But every time I saw Uncle Brad, he'd give me the 20. Every time. The whole Twinkie. The whole Twinkie, <laughs> right? And I'm like, dang, like, man, I don't know what he doing. Like, everybody else. Yeah. Y'all giving me five here and nothing here. He yeah. always giving me the solid 20. So I was like, yo, Uncle Brad, what you got going? He's like, I, you know, I'm in this finance. I'm playing these stocks. So he pretty much gave me that inkling of, like, you know, being in the market at yeah. an early age without really noticing that. I was yeah. like, yo, this dude moving different than everybody else in the family. You know, he got yeah. the Beamer. Mm-hmm. He got the 6,000 square foot house in Greenville. Like, yeah. I'm like, dang. That's a big house. He got a big old house, That's a right? Big house. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. So uh, that that was part of the reason, man. And, and honestly, the second part to your question mm-hmm. about money, my wife actually just taught me about like budgeting probably when I moved to Charlotte. So mm-hmm. 2015, right? Y'all use Excel? Uh, I don't use anything, but she taught me the concept. So the okay. concept was, uh, I would have everything auto drive right yeah. out of my account. All of the bills come from this account. Yeah, and I was sort of like living paycheck to paycheck, right? But she was like, "Hey, okay." Common sense would tell you, and this is how she grew up. She was like, "Hey, go ahead and have two accounts." Yeah, you got a checking account that you spend. And you have that second account, checking yeah. account for your bills. Yeah. Right? So let's say your bills are $2,000 a month. Yeah. Go ahead, since you get paid twice a month, split it in half, and you have 1000 automatically going to your bill account. Mm-hmm. So now that takes care of the 2000 each paycheck, right? Yeah. Now all of your money is there. So the rest you can have in your checking mm-hmm. or split into your savings. Pay yeah. yourself first. Pay yeah. yourself first. But yeah. see, I never had that second account. To where all of my bills were coming from that one. That one, yeah. I was sort of like, okay, well, if it's the first, I'm gonna just go ahead and pay this. If yeah. it's on the seventeenth, I'm gonna shift it here and go yeah, there. Yeah. But now she that gave me, and I was like, wow, that's a pretty simple concept. Yeah. But I was never yeah, taught no that. Better. Yeah. yeah no nope. Better. My wife taught me that. Um. And 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 that was cool. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. so I really didn't really get the financial like aspect or learning more about the money until I really got to college and started figuring out like, hey. This is how it really works. Like, yeah. yeah, I can save all day, but if I save in my savings account. And it's not working or doing anything yeah, for you. Money in a savings account is a waste of time and yeah. money. And yeah. money. Back in the day, it used to not be because the interest rates were the, super high. That's before we were alive, really. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you have money in your savings, 
You hustling backwards. Yeah. Yeah. It, Taxation. It, it's just and it's the interest rates too. It's too low. It, 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 you, you really ain't making anything off of it. But the biggest factor outside of the interest rates is inflation. That inflation. silent. Killer. Oh yeah, it's like six yeah. percent. You're losing like that now, it's right? that silent killer. It's costing you money. When yeah. you go to the vending machine and you want those fifty cent, you know, knee cock crackers, they're a dollar. <laughs> they're a dollar now, man. It's crackers. Crazy. A dollar. Oh, a dollar now, dude. That's those things crazy. used to be twenty five and fifty cents. That's crazy. They're a dollar now. I remember when gas was like a dollar something. I do too. And gas is like three twenty and yeah, three six. If, well, you if you're driving a Benz, yeah, it's like three sixty. It's almost four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go ahead and go electric, man. That's that's what, that's what I'm doing next. Twenty thirty, twenty thirty. All the, the cars about in the, the US. EV. Listen, I'm all about EV. I want to switch to EV. The it doesn't feel with, the same. The problem with EV, actually, EVs are are higher performing than gas. But it doesn't feel the same though. You don't get the same like uh, when, constant vibration ever, of the car. Last time I drove a Tesla. Yeah. When was, was when was the last time you driven an EV? I rode in a Tesla. No. When was the last time you drove a Tesla? No, never. You got to drive okay. that thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. It is. It's instant torque. It's instant power. The problem that I have with it, though, the only reason I haven't switched. Mm -hmm. The distance? It's not a distance. The, the distance, distance can okay. go. This the is okay. They're at 200, go. 300 miles right now. Dude, they're Mercedes, and Mercedes, they're Mercedes has one at 600 miles. Yeah, the EQ. Oh, Check it out. The EQ. So the, 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 right here's, But that's not my problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my problem is the charging stations along the way. Don't they have a we, map that routes it? We it can does, talk about it that. It does, but it would take you two, three times as long to get to your destination because it takes you longer to fill up or to charge up. So until, in my opinion, EVs are almost at the equivalent of uh, refueling a car because you can pump gas in your car. And how long does it take you? Five minutes? Yeah. Five, ten minutes? And you go 500 miles on yeah. my car. Anyways, yeah. 500 miles in 10 minutes. You can't get 500 miles on so a That's why I'm Tesla. trying to wait for the infrastructure. Well, not in 10 minutes. And that's... Well, that goes into Joe Biden's infrastructure bill. Yeah. Well, that's proposed. If we don't know if that's really going to happen, and then there's still the tech is even so? there. The tech isn't even there yet. I hope. I hope too. But until it gets there, I'm pretty sure it'll get I'm there. Gonna basically, keep, I'm gonna keep Ryan Petro. Basically, you know the difference between like the regular little block iPhone charger and like the big it's block supercharge. Yeah, so yeah. basically all they do is they up the amp, so yeah. that's why it charges faster. So basically all we have to do is figure out how to like. It's not that easy put, though. Uh, I know it's easy. not that easy, but yeah. still, that's that's the ultimate goal is to basically yeah. like if, crank if up Tesla the amperage. If Tesla tomorrow said, hey, you can come to any of our stations and you have a full battery. In five and, minutes? And, 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 and I'm willing to sit there and, 30. and take Just around. go to the store. I'm, I'm, yeah, well, that's 30 is too long. Yeah, 30 is no, too long. Sit there. Yeah. Right, we so, got to walk around. Like, let's say if it's in a parking lot at the mall. Boom park, and then you're gonna be in that thirty. But minutes. that's just shopping. I'm talking that's about shopping. like long distance. Yeah, long distance. Like if yeah. I want to get from here to the rest station. Yeah, Fort yeah. Lauderdale. Yeah. I don't want to sit there for thirty minutes at yeah, the damn true. middle that's of true. nowhere. That's yeah. true. I'm willing to sit there for ten. Yeah. No more. Yeah. We're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, we will be though. Why not? All right. So, Issei. So, what separates your financial group from everybody else? It's like what? What's your like key thing that kind of like? Um, I guess you could say like your flagship thing that like. Makes you different for everybody else. So that kind of yeah. Makes sense. I, I I was thinking about this one hard and long. Um, I mean, for this one, I don't really have anything that really separates me because I mm -hmm. feel like I'm not really in competition with anyone. And I disagree with you, but I'll I'll give you my answer after this. Okay, yeah. so I'm not really in competition with anyone. I'm really in competition with myself, and more so about like the ed education piece. So. Mm -hmm. I was figuring initially I wanted to figure out a way to make money by helping educate people. Mm -hmm. But now I'm more so in a space where I really want to kind of focus on the kids mm -hmm. and like give back to like the kids. And if I feel like I can give back to the kids and let them know, 
you know, and understand the importance of making better financial literacy decisions, mm-hmm. then that can help the generation. But in addition to that, it's twofold because their parents need to be taught how to teach their kids. Yeah. So, you know, figuring out a way to to create a literature or create a dynamic to where if you have kids, you can teach them this lesson plan that will, that will pretty much breed them to be financially literate. But in order to do that, the parent has to be willing to say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll purchase this from him. So I guess what separates me right now in this stage, mm-hmm. I'm in the infancy stages of creating this, is more so just like getting it out there, you know, just letting people know what I'm doing. I am a sounding board, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of that's like pro bono work, which yeah. to me is cool, but I, I, I just, I'm not really big on like pushing this on people because I feel like if your finances are messed up, like I shouldn't really have to like force it down your throat for yeah. it to be important. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's either you come to me and that's cool, you're going to make a change. Um, but people just talking to me just to kind of hear it, mm-hmm. hear it and not really make a move, uh, it doesn't really fit, sit well with me. So at I, this okay, so this is my thing. I think the, the thing that separates you is your mindset. And um, this is kind of why, well, not the whole mindset thing, but part of the reason we started this podcast and called it In the Trenches is because most people talk from a stance where they done figured it out and they're preaching back to other people and not going through the same thing. So yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. one key thing about you, too. It's like you, I mean, you are like an authority figure, but you still figuring out yourself and you have like a humbleness about you. I think yeah. that's one thing that separates you from like other uh, consultant companies and stuff like that. So Nah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah I just feel like, though, I mean, a lot of people out here and social media is tough that's why i i appreciate you Eddie, for not having it man it's it's sort of like a a mirage like it it people people base success off of social media yeah and i'm not really in i'm not on that like yeah to me you know you can have no followers or followers but that doesn't determine you being rich right yeah it's almost like having a good credit score yeah like just because you have a good credit score doesn't necessarily mean you have money yeah right and that's like a massage like like a you know, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I wish I could you know? turn off my um, followers and follower account. I turn, I don't have my likes on. Yeah, I don't have mine on. And either. I mute, and I got like everybody muted. Like the only people who I don't have muted are like people who I can actually like pick up the phone and call. Like, hey, I ran out of gas. Yeah, it's just social media is one of those things that where you only put your best foot forward, and, and that's cool. Yeah. But what happens is, and during COVID, you know, I didn't say this when we we're talking about COVID, but mm-hmm. during COVID, man, like a lot of people were down and out. Yeah. You know, they're trying to figure out ways to go seek therapists. Yeah. And I, I actually have a therapist, and I, it helps a lot man therapy is cool you know having a therapist is also one of those things that you need in your corner in addition to like a financial person i think it's like going like how people get like dental cleanings and stuff you get like your teeth clean so why not like make sure your brain good and mental absolutely absolutely and 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 i'm married right Mm -hmm. you know i have a partner that i can speak pretty much everything with but if we get into a disagreement i can't say hey honey you know uh you know, I don't mm-hmm. like what you're saying. I mean, I guess I could, but it's like you just need that third party out there sometimes to yeah. kind of make sure you're not crazy and, and get it off your chest. Yeah. And it's the same with these finances, man. You gotta you gotta talk to someone. If it's broke, you gotta fix it. Yeah. Okay. So this is one segment I've been kind of like starting. Um I really enjoy music. Um, but I wanted to uh ask you a few questions about um some bars that I found are about like how, how financial literacy in like the hip hop realm. So um, Kanye uh, said, I got a couple of past due bills. I got a problem with spending it before I get it. So can you speak on that? <laughs> so the thing about spending it before you get it, 
you have to so the way the financial system works Mm -hmm. you're either gonna earn money and get paid or you can go ahead and borrow it from a financial institution on credit and go ahead and get it today but pay interest on that because you don't it's not your money yeah so that's pretty much it but like you said spend it before you get it the problem is a lot of people do that Without a plan? Without a plan. Yeah. And they do it on things that in five years from now... Not going to be worth anything. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, do it to start that business. Buy that house. Yeah. That's going to appreciate over time. Don't buy. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. just... Don't go take this trip to Cabo or or, or the Maldives. What's, and, what's, that, what's that thing uh, where you can like... Oh, if you don't have the money now, you can split it into four payments or something like that. No, I like that though. That's a problem. I like that. 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 I like but that. But I'm just saying. I mean, it's cool. But if like, oh, you don't have the like two hundred dollars, don't split it up. Like, but I like that though. Here's why I like it. Don't they have a? Don't well. I think there's somebody who's doing something where if you do that, it'll build up your credit too or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, they have something like that. But a firm is a company. Um, mm-hmm. so there's a firm. You have uh. There's a couple of them out there, but yeah, I, I agree. I, like I, agree that, with, I agree with Ernest though. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna spend your money um, before you actually get it, um, it, it's okay as long as you're making money off of it, and you have a plan too. Just yeah, a plan. people do it without a plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know exactly. I yeah. mean, like, like I love cars, right? Mm-hmm. But if you buy a limited edition car and it's way over your budget, but but the car could be worth more in the next year or the year after, yeah, it may be okay because you're gonna make money off of it. And then, or if they, you use if you turbo it, at the end of the day, do you have equity? Really, yeah. you know, for certain things. But yeah, if you're gonna just go out and just go on a vacation or go out and have a meal, drinks, strippers, <laughs> whatever it may be. And it's not making you. It's okay as long as it's making you money in return. Yeah, I don't give yeah. a damn. I don't give a damn what it is. I don't give a damn how it's spent, credit or not credit, or spending it before you even make it. Mm-hmm. If it's making you, if it's cash flow, cash flow is king. Yeah. That's true. That's cash true. cash isn't king. Yeah, cash, cash flow, flow is, yeah. is king. Yeah, and if you got cash flow, you good. I don't care how you spend it, you're gonna be all right. That's all a good right. point you raised, though, Eddie. Uh, because the way I think about it, and this sort of changed my level of thinking mm-hmm. but like cars they're money pits man so even if you have a new car or an old antique car with no payment you're still spending money if yeah. you have the old antique car you're spending money on the maintenance the upkeep if you have the new car you have the 600 dollars car payment so for me personally like figuring out ways to eliminate like those types of things mm-hmm. are, are helpful because I- if you get a new car every five years that's every five years you're gonna have a six hundred dollar car payment. Yeah. Versus just owning something to get you around. Yeah. yeah. So having that, going back to social media, mm-hmm. that's why. I, hey, I like that you don't have that because now you don't have anything to impress people on. Yeah. I was just scrolling today. One of our guys, we you know from Aiken, mm-hmm. uh, he grew up in Aiken. He put out he got the Porsche, and it's like that's cool, but like I don't need a Porsche. Like yeah. I don't want a Porsche payment. Yeah. Like that that Porsche payment might be as much as my mortgage payment. Yeah. I'm good on that. Yeah. Just yeah. to impress someone else. I'm yeah. good. Like I, I, I don't. A lot of people do but it for but, that. But if that Porsche payment is making you cash flow, yeah, that's different. If it's Turo, but that, yeah, Turo or a limited edition Porsche, True. It, it can still make you some money. Yeah. But that's 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 five percent of the people. 
Yeah. That's buying yeah. That or buying them. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's not, that's not, everyone's not there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my next one is by Jay-Z. So I sell ice in the winter. I sell fire in hell. I'm a hustler, baby. I sell water to a well. So to me, that's kind of like the hustle mentality as far as like creating side hustles, because I feel like during quarantine, I'm seeing so many different people pop up side businesses, uh, like lingerie stuff, candles. Um, we kind of started this, well, we started this podcast before uh, COVID, I think. It was before COVID. Yeah, before yeah. COVID. Um, so do, do, is that another uh, thing that you see uh, happening everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing about, and going back to the coronavirus question, man, yeah. coronavirus taught America, the big corporations, that we don't need you yeah. out here. Like you, can, you can fire me today. You can let me go. Yeah. But I'm still going to find a way to get this money. Yeah. So the, the important thing here, though, I love Jay-Z's quote. And be, because of this quote, mm-hmm. I went back and listened to a lot more Jay-Z music. <laughs> because Jay-Z's I'm going nice. to start, start linking the um, songs and the show notes and stuff. Because here's the thing. This is what I saw. This is just me personally. Yeah. This quote, it's great. Yeah. But really what we're getting at is not necessarily COVID. Mm-hmm. Right now, people are becoming millionaires, billionaires, and even close to damn trillionaires. Not because of COVID. Yeah, it's because of the fucking internet. Yeah, and when yeah. you properly learn how to utilize the internet, you, you can win. make some fucking bags. Yeah, regardless if it's COVID or not. COVID was just a byproduct. It forced people to sit down. It just it just did. How the internet it did. But yeah. the people who know how the internet works were ahead of COVID. Yeah, That's true. you didn't need COVID to propel you. If you know how the internet works. Man, you're indestructible right now. That's right true. now, at the time, at, at this specific time. So I love that. I love yeah. that. I love that lyric. You gotta have that hustle mentality too, man. Yeah. I think I don't know who said it. One of these guys, but you know, in order to be a millionaire, you need to have multiple streams of income. Yeah, I think and it's so like the average millionaire got like eight, seven or seven, eight. eight. Yeah. yeah. Like so that. you gotta have that hustle mentality. Yeah. Be like, hey, I got the real estate. I got my job. Yeah. You know, a lot of people. I think they fall you know, under pressure of trying to quit their job to create mm-hmm. their business. Yeah. No, we you know that most, smart. yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you gotta slow play it, man. You don't want to just jump out there, yeah. you know, and, and fall on your face. Yeah. Cause most of these businesses fell in five years. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to quit your job and all that, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I like that quote, though, by Jay-Z. I like that a lot. We got three more. We got three more. So the next one is uh, by Drake. Oh, well, I guess you lose some and win some as long as the outcome is income. And to me, I look at it as as creating opportunities from failures. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people just, once they lose, they down and out. They don't try and go back and figure out how to make it work. I got a deeper example here for you. So... I wish I recently went through a divorce. A, a divorce. And by divorce, <laughs> I mean a, a partner a, a partner breakup. It's Who got okay. the kids? Who got the kids? <laughs> there were no children involved. There were no children involved. But the important thing is that we both realized what was best for each of us. Okay. Yeah. And I love that Drake lyric because one of the things that I was going through with with my partner at the time mm-hmm. was that, hey, if we're spending Let's just say hypothetically, five bands on Google Ads, yeah, a month, yeah, right. And sometimes we only get back three bands, okay. Yeah. Sometimes we get six, seven, ten bands, a yeah. Month. Well, in his mind, as long as you see plus five bands and you're making something, you're good. Yeah. In my mind, I look at it differently. Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking, this is exposure. 
If I have an opportunity to connect with someone, mm -hmm. yes, let's say that it costs me $5,000 that month to connect with X amount of people. But the money goes further. Well, not only that, the relationships go further. Mm -hmm. Because if I only got $3,000, I'm $2,000 in a hole. Yeah. Right? If, if those cases, if those referrals only yielded me three thousand but it cost me five i'm still two thousand in a hole right yeah but what i've done is i've started building relationships yeah with people and those people you don't even know who they know and if i can touch people and, and connect with them and build mm -hmm. a relationship with them that to me is far more valuable than five thousand mm -hmm. to me that's true that can cost way more yeah. because you don't know who they know yeah and and you're only one case away from having a very big settlement or relationship with someone who can give you a steady source of income yeah and so i love that quote because it may cost you money but as long as you're connecting with people and you have the proper systems in place to build relationships and mm -hmm. value with someone that is more important than the money the i can't money remember who come. said it there was like your network is your network yeah yeah yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. Remember who said that that's but, big yeah. that's big i mean if you're around people who who aren't they don't have ambitions you got a natural skill for that dude uh, yeah yeah you know, i was so gonna say that people. yeah well but more so though man and you know like being able to connect with people like what eddie is saying yeah. that's the difference yeah because i can know everyone yeah but you got to have like like people you know like when i talk to them they'll say stuff that i helped them with like and i didn't think it was really that big but to yeah. them they took it and listened and yeah. they're like yo this is helpful yeah and it's like you gotta have that impact on people if you if you don't have that impact it's tough and i think sales sort of taught me that too mm -hmm. i think that's why i was decent in sales because i can like paint that picture you got to be able to be a great storyteller yeah and have people like bought in elevator pictures are great mm -hmm. you just have to have that buy-in quick with people and leave that lasting impression though to your point yeah it's really big man honestly it is it is for sure yeah. to me i don't it may cost me five thousand but if i've connected with the right people and i've built the right relationships it's it's it you can't put a value on it yeah you, you you really can't and it sound I, like you're digging for oil kind of i mean kind of sort of in a way but i think I mean, it's more so about like you know, you only have a bag of popcorn and mm -hmm. they're all seeds. Yeah. Everything doesn't pop. Yeah. But once it starts popping, it continues oh, to yeah. pop. So yeah. it's like, if you just like go ahead and... Yeah. So if you're doing that and you figure out that key and what works, once you figure out, okay, this won't work, keep doing that, replicate it, now you're, you're off some to the people races. Like, like, some people like my ex-partner will look at it as, well, I'm only seeing... I'm seeing a $5,000 bill, but you're only bringing in $3,000 a month. That's a problem. We're negative. Yeah. And yeah, it's negative. You don't want to spend money. I recognize that it's negative. Yeah. But long term, if you're building the right relationships and you're working and creating value, yes, it will it will outpass any amount of money. So to me, I look at it $5,000 for exposure. Right. Not necessarily to bring in money. It's and, just exposure. And also, Eddie, live in your purpose. If you know you're doing the right thing, you might not win every game. You might not win every business battle, yeah. but if you're living in that purpose and why you actually initially and paid you, the five k, keep growing. It's gonna come back eventually. It might not growing. be today or tomorrow, and that's the thing about losses. People always think when I lose, look at it as a lesson. Mm -hmm. Like it's not every. I feel like a lot of kids in the generation behind us, they can't really get over like, like losing or like yeah. figuring well, they out don't know how to hurdles. Lose. They got right. that whole instant gratification. That's thing. what I'm saying though. Going back to Drake's quote, you have to figure out. Like you have to spin it. I'm always yeah. a half. The glass is half full. Yeah. Even if I'm losing. I'm looking at why I lost. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning from that. 
You know, it's not like, hell, let me cry in my misery today. No, I'm trying to figure out a way. What did? Where did I mess up? Yep. What could I have done better? Yeah. You have to, self-reflection is key yeah. because it's not everyone else. Yeah. You have to look in the mirror and see what's going on. And I'm really big on that, man. Honestly, yeah. it helps you go go farther for sure. Okay. One other one, Jay-Z again, um, I won't uh, buy it until I can buy it twice. And I think that's a good like rule of thumb because a lot of people... I feel like they would save themselves a lot of heartache if they didn't buy things that they couldn't afford to pay for twice. Oh, you get absolutely. That's a good rule of thumb. It is. Yeah. It is. I, I like that. Uh, a guy a guy actually gave me that, that advice. He was like, hey, the shoes are 200 You know, if I don't have 600 on my account, I'm not buying those shoes. Yeah. If I can't buy them three times, I, I'm not touching $200. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of smart. That that keeps your... Keep you know, discipline. Keeps you disciplined. And like my father always told me, man, your wants are always going to outnumber your needs. Yeah. And so if you have your needs are food, you know, shelter, yeah. having clothes on your back. But a need isn't buying a Gucci watch that's $2,000. Yeah. So figuring out, hey, if I don't have that six or in this particular scenario, two, two times, times 4000 yeah. don't touch the Gucci watch. Just chill till you get the four. Boom. Okay. Now you still got two left over. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's about that mindset, man, and the keeping those wants and, and everything in front of you, that discipline, that action. You know, I think yeah. that's, I think that's key. Yeah. For sure. All what right. do you think, Eddie? You looking like you're gonna say something. <laughs> he disagreeing. What do you think? I'm agreeing. Uh, we talked about this last verse, right? No, 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 not the last one. The last one I hadn't said yet. Uh, we on Jay Z. Oh, oh I don't know because I'm I'm big into credit. <laughs> I love credit. I love debt because as a debt debt as an individual, it's a, a double edged sword. Well, That's well, what no, it is. Well, no, 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 no. Yes, Hulk, it is. Well, I, I agree, but I agree with that. But more importantly. Debt as an individual is bad. Debt as a business is good because it's a write-off. And so if you know how, how to, to use yeah. it. You got to leverage it. And you leverage it, you're yeah. good. Yeah. So I agree with Jay-Z that, hey, I need to have enough money to make sure that I can afford it two or three times before I purchase it. Yeah. I get it. But as a business owner, and it's still a win-win from the rip. Yeah. Because if I if I lose I on this win. on this if I lose when I know I can't afford it as a business I still win because it's a write off yeah. and and not only is it a write off which means I get taxed less at the end of the year yeah. I learn if you're smart you learn from it yeah. like yeah, why yeah, didn't yeah. I why didn't I win on this leverage and yeah. on this credit that's true and so if you if you if you borrow the money before you can afford it two to three times over and and then you win. And you learn something from it, man. That's way better than waiting around with your dick in your hand, yeah, till you can afford it three times over and then making the purchase because you can build off of it in that time difference. Yeah, that's true. So there's different layers to me. I see it. Yeah, but when you think about it from a complex business perspective, I think it's it's you can you can still go out and make bags. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you know how to leverage it and you're smart. Yeah, Absolutely. because even if you yeah. lose, you win because you've learned something that you know you can't do again when you borrow again. Because it's all a write off. Yeah, as, as a now no, as a consumer, it's an individual, not, yeah. no, no, yeah. never, never. But business, but as a business, yeah, yes, yeah. learn from it. You can reduce your tax liability, and then if you're smart and you've calculated it, you've learned something. Yeah. Hey, I didn't. This wasn't the right marketing idea, or this wasn't the people, the audience I should have targeted. Now I know not to do this and this. So next time I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's okay to me. That's worth than sitting around until you can make it, and then basically have enough to buy it two or three times over. That's yeah. true. That that that's a great point, man. Because you know, thinking about what you said. 
when you're talking about investing, yeah, there's this thing called margin accounts. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Uh-uh. I don't know it, but I think I have an idea. I got you. So I'll talk to you briefly about it. I just figured out what Put it was. Game. Yeah, during COVID. So what a margin account is, it's pretty much like a credit account, right? Through a broker dealer, they're giving you money at a specific specified rate, but you can pay it back. So let's say for layman's terms, you know, everyone has an iPhone. So let's say you want to buy Apple. Yeah. Apple's about 160 right now. Yeah. So let's say you don't have the 160. You can go ahead and use your margin account. They'll front you the 160, but it may be 8% on the uh, on the year, not yeah. on the day. So they front you that 160. You buy Apple, it goes to 180, but you just pay them back the 160. Plus you the still made 20. 8%. Still made 20. Yeah. So, so I, I, you know, a lot of people, they're like, hey, I don't have it. You know, this, that, and the third. A lot of times you can look, utilize margin, but see, it goes the other way. Apple's a good example because it's going to go up. Yeah. <laughs> if you pick something bad and it goes backwards, now you're paying interest on something that's worthless, which yeah. is sort of stupid. Yeah. But a lot of people de- definitely use margin, you know, to their advantage because if you don't have enough, you know, money to buy the $800 charter stock that we talked about earlier, but you want <laughs> one, go ahead and buy it on margin. Now, when it's at 1000 you just pay eight. Instead of paying eight hundred, you pay eight ten. Yeah. But now it's worth a thousand. So in in theory, it's worth more. But you have to know the fundamentals. You have to know what yeah, you're looking at. It's gonna be a calculated risk. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, and it's more complex. Right. Leveraging. You have yeah. to. Is far more valuable. It is. Yeah. Because you can. Jay Z has a point. You can, and you should wait. And it's about timing, and, and don't waste your money. But when you start getting into the tax code and to the business makeup. It's still a win-win yeah. because I've already reduced my liability and I don't have to pay as much on taxes on something that I thought I could benefit from. Yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 it's good stuff either way, yeah. but um, it, it, there's layers to it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw something today that said someone sent it to me. I think only 61% of Americans paid taxes last year. Uh, let me Dang. see if I can find that. Yeah, yeah. They, so, they hiding them PPP loans. Long story short, man, people are finding a way to to get it's out incredible. of paying those taxes. But but this is what what kind of leads me into this next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so this next one is up by Money Man. He's become one of my favorite rappers recently, just because all the things that he talks about. But in one of his songs, he said, "Put him on the crypto. It was cheap, but he didn't want to listen." So how do y'all feel about crypto? Love it. I love it. Absolutely love y'all it. Y'all got some? I love it. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Coinbase? I have, and crypto, I have Coinbase. And just so you know, Coinbase Pro has cheaper fees than Coinbase. Really? So look for Coinbase Pro. Mm. I don't know much more of the difference, but I know the fees are cheaper. Uh, I have Crypto.com, and I also have KuCoin. But I think I have about $3,000 maybe invested um, most of it's in Ethereum. Mm-hmm. I have like half of a coin of Ethereum. Yeah, um, I think that's the best thing because it's, it's been appreciating. That's what I got all my stuff in. It's basically Ethereum. I think crypto is one of those things. And I saw like an Instagram post about it, but mm-hmm. they're saying crypto is like investing in real estate in, in New York City uh, back in like the 1800s. So it's just one of those things you're very, very early in on, but it's the long game, man. Yeah. You can't, when you see it jump into all time highs, you still have to sit tight because it's still five, you know, six years away from booming. Yeah. So. I feel differently about any type of stock or crypto. I see the value in it. I think you can make a lot of money. The billionaires have been, or millionaires were made overnight from it. Now mm-hmm. that it's been blowing up. Uh, there, there's one country, I can't remember if it's uh, uh, Salvador, Guatemala, it's, uh, or Ecuador. It's one of those Latin American I think countries. It's El Salvador. One of those Latin American countries have made it their currency. Oh, wow. Yeah, to their full blown currency. So I think it's the start of a new age. The problem that I have with it is that. 
me personally, I don't have time to learn about it. And if I can't learn and study it and follow it, I can't invest in it. Um, I think I have a hard time just doing anything like that. And that's why I don't believe in the stock market. I think the stock market is great. I think you can make a lot of money. But if I don't have the desire or the time to learn about it and really understand how it works, I can't invest in it. So that's why I'm out. I would... Oh, you can go ahead. But I have a point though. After after that, leading to your last so, diversification, diversification is great. It's yeah, great if yeah, you yeah. can learn it. So to me, I'm diversifying. I, I, so I have a business. That's one stream of income, mm-hmm. and then I have. Um, I, I want to start other businesses. You know, one of them maybe real estate, this and podcast, and maybe car rentals and podcasts because I have a desire and a time to do those. Yeah. Right? Right. But if I don't have a desire or energy or desire or or time to do you know stocks, and I want to get in stocks, but I just can't right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm yeah. not saying you can't make money. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't have the time and desire to, to to think about it. Here's one thing I don't understand. Okay. I can walk to the Bank of America right now, and if I have a good plan and some cash flow, they'll let me borrow money to buy some real estate. One thing they won't let me do is borrow money to buy their stock. So because I can't borrow money from their, their, that same yeah. business to buy their own stock scares the shit out of me, right? Like they don't believe in their own stock. Yeah. Right. It's ver- it's 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 just too much for me to think about and to process. So I always just stay out of it, and and I rather do other things. Eddie, you could go ahead get that margin account, man. Get your Merrill Edge. You know what I mean? And they'll give you the bread. So now, right, my Merrill Edge, Merrill Lynch partners with Bank of America. Pretty much, yeah, they're one and the same. Yeah. So I have Merrill Edge and I have my BOA. Mm-hmm. So with my Merrill Edge, I have about ten k in there, right? If let's just say this doesn't happen, but let's just say my bank account overdrives. Yeah. The margin account, the margin account that I talked about, hey, I could go ahead and pull it from theirs per day, boom, just pay myself back when I get paid on Thursday. Yeah. So boom, now I'm using their money, their credit and money to pay them so they don't charge me a fee. That's nice. So you can leverage that. That's nice. Second thing though, back to your other point, you're like, hey, you know, I don't know how it works, right? Think about this an example. I don't know where I heard this, but someone told me this. They said, hey, when you started driving, you didn't know how a car operated. You didn't know how the engine connected to the transmission to make the wheels turn. But you <laughs> I still, did. But you still, <laughs> right, but you still learned how to drive. Most people don't. Yeah. It's the same thing with the stock market. If you think you have, and the way I look at it is, if I buy all these things from Apple, why don't I own Apple? I don't care what they're doing, but they're keeping people to buy more. So, yeah. I'm starting, so I would buy I'm that. I'm starting to learn that I at least... Oh, what was that thing that you were using? Um, acorns? Yeah, acorns. Acorns, yeah. What's yeah. yeah. up with acorns? It's natural. No, it's, I like it. I like it. It's natural. Yeah. Basically, it just... I have my account set up where, um, you know, I make a purchase and it automatically rounds up and invest into an account for me. Again, I don't have the time to do it. They're it doing does it, it for me. Yeah. yeah. So, so you like the automation part I love... Of it. Listen, passive. It's all yeah. passive yeah. and automated. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. Like I your 401k. About, I don't want to think about it. Right. But I have a problem with 401k, though, because 401k... Well, I guess it's still kind of like acorns. Tax, da- tax It's deduction. not about the taxes. It lowers your taxable that, income. Other, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on other people to make money for me. And that's kind of, I guess, with the acorns in a way. Yeah. Um, But I, I'm, I'm getting into it. And so now, into stocks. And so I think for me... Uh, like I love cars or a lot of products. I love Apple's one of them. So why not own a piece of something that you love? I, I respect that. And yeah. so I'm starting to get into that. Um, but I would rather be more directly involved with something yeah. like real estate. That makes sense. Um, or like a car dealership or car rentals yeah. where I can actually really be involved and then make a return or a loss. It's okay. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah. make a loss. It's all right yeah. to write off at the end of the day. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. So this is my last question and then we'll wrap it up. So do y'all think we, well, this is my personal belief. I think we're going to have a recession in 2027. 
2027. So why so far? I thought just why? based off the research and some of the key indicators in so time, and as far as like the previous depressions and stuff like that, I think it's gonna be in 2027. So five years. Yeah, I think it'll be sooner. That's you think I so? Think. No, I, mean, I think, it, I think everything's, it'll be 2027. Everything's down right now. So w- when everything keep hitting, keeps hitting all time highs. I mean, there's nowhere else to go but down eventually. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. I look at it. And like we were talking about earlier, everyone wants to talk about it when it's up. I mean, you have to sort of – it's crazy because the stock market is systematic. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. Like Netflix, for instance, mm-hmm. like when it's down $10, it'll go back up $10. Like stocks do that. Yeah. Hey, it goes down 5 it'll go up 5 But it's a pattern. Yeah. Like, I, and I don't know how it works, but it almost it's, it almost seems like it's rigged. Yeah. Pretty much, and stocks move that way. But with the, I, I think that we are going to be at a recession because of the all time highs and everything. I just no, don't I mean know the depression, like like the Great Depression, like a real depression in twenty twenty seventeen, not like a recession. Oh, not a I recession. Mean like a, a depression. A depression. Actual oh, I don't depression. Know. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's tough. That's tough. Predicted. I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope. Tough. I hope it's see. soon. I hope it's well. I don't hope it's too soon because I'm still trying to get my bags right. But it is coming. I think, I think it's less than ten years. Yeah, sure. yeah. And I think yeah. too with the real estate though because it's booming right now. Like at Charlotte, for instance. I think these it's houses crazy. are overvalued. So Nobody. someone yeah. someone's gonna buy a house for five hundred and it's only worth three. Yep. I just don't want to be on the other side of it. So yeah. I'm I'm sort of waiting. We kind of locked in now because when we got ours, we all good. Here's yeah. the thing, though. But I want another one though. Here's the thing. Holes, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't think shots gonna get any better. Oh no, it's about to get worse. Regardless of the overpriced or the market, still gonna get better. Well, no, I I don't think so. I think Charlotte's one of those cities. Unfortunately, I think your theory is correct. In other markets. It's like Atlanta. But not in Charlotte. I think Charlotte has so much room for growth, even though it seems crazy. Even though it seems crazy now. And it does. It seems crazy. Like, you can't buy a reasonable home in a decent neighborhood for under 500. Nope. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. 500 in Aiken would get you a fucking mansion. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. 500 in South Georgia would get you a mansion. Yeah. 500 in Charlotte in a good neighborhood. Middle of the road. It's the middle of the road. Like, (laughs) two bedroom, three, two bath. Yeah. Like, really, it's nothing. Good school district. But it's okay. Like I, I think it's it's the market, and I don't. I think Charlotte has so much more room for growth. Think of it. Plaza is about to get redone. It's about to become the new South End for mm-hmm. people who know about Charlotte. Yeah. And so I don't think it's going to slow down. Other markets, sure. If you're going to start investing in Concord, Cornelius, South I'm going, Pineville, I'm going West Charlotte. Pineville, you ain't going nowhere. Yes, I'm going to West Charlotte. You, that's like, the big. That's like the next West biggest Charlotte. boom. That's the next biggest. Like boom. West like Charlotte, West. y'all thinking like uh, like over there by the Summit Seltzer? Yes, that's like, about the boom. Okay. Tucker CG, yes. the airport. I'm trying. Yeah. Well, never mind. Yeah. I'm not gonna say anything. That's still good. That's still <laughs> ah, he don't want to tell him. Yeah. That's still good. At, once once it's all done, then but I'll my point is, I know you want that River District. That's what you want. I think this room agrees that there's still growth. As long as there's still growth in here, there won't be a crash. Okay. There just there just won't be in my in my opinion there won't be a crash there won't be a crash anytime as soon as maybe the nation may crash. Yeah, that's it what I'm saying. Crash. The nation, the nation. It in will 20, crash. But but you I know, think it might be sooner though, dude. With I, the COVID kicking in, people not being able to pay those mortgages, man, it might happen sooner. It, that's why I'm hoping I can capitalize on something here pretty I, soon. I don't think we hit the the bubble where it's actually gonna pop. As far as like the effects that COVID had from people not going to work and all that other stuff, I think it's gonna think, pop soon, but not in Charlotte. Because because yeah, this, cause this like is that. what happened. If you look at the 2008 stuff, it was people buy, writing bad loans, and then a couple years later, then it popped. So that's why I say 2027. That's but like see, but five now, years from now. But now they don't write bad loans. 
Now it's yeah. so hard to get a loan on no, a home. But, but I'm saying from the from the transfer of money and wealth and stuff like that, when you have threats like cryptocurrency and different things like that, that's why yeah. I think it's it's going to pop. Not like necessarily the bad loans, but I think it's the um, people not going to work and prices going up and inflation going super, super crazy. That's going to make things pop as far yeah. as the depression in like five years. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see, man. Just save your coins, man. Yeah. That's what you can. That's what you could do. Yeah, if you can yeah. save your coins and get ready for the next crash, regardless if it's in Charlotte, you can withstand or South it. Charlotte yeah. or wherever, and you can state. come up. That's what that's that's what I'm that's planning important. for. That's important. Save your coins. It's coming. It is coming. Yeah. Save your coins and get ready for it. Yeah. All right. So basically, we want to uh, go ahead and wrap this thing up. We got a couple of solid takeaways. Be sure to follow our boy uh, at Sailor Financial Group on Instagram. All his information will be uh, in the show notes and everything. And one assignment I like to give to you guys is open an investment account, whether that be Robinhood, Coinbase, or something like that. Or if you already have one, uh, send your referral code to a friend or your relatives. We'll uh, put our buddies uh, in the link. And also, if you want to fellowship with others in the End of Trenches community, you can join our private Facebook group. We want your feedback. Tell us uh, what you want more of or less of or even uh, guests that you want us to have on uh, by just adding us on Twitter. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And if you don't mind on your way out, stop and take a screenshot and post. Uh, this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at In the Trenches uh, podcast or just tell a friend about it, about us. Peace. Adios. Peace out. Done.